From the creators of Relevant Magazine, this is The Relevant Podcast. It's the week of Friday, March 31st, 2017, and it's The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and this week's show is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one solution for anyone looking to create a beautiful website. Whether you need a landing page, a gallery, a professional blog, or an online store, it's all included with your Squarespace website. Uh, building a, a site with Squarespace is so easy, I do it. And in fact, the uh, I, the other day, or a couple weeks ago, I was bored with relevantmediagroup.com, so one evening I just decided to blow it up. Yeah. And rebuilt it with uh, Squarespace, and it is gorgeous, and it was easy, and literally it took me like two hours to do the whole site. So, yeah, and I mean you're very technically astute, but to be able to do anything that quickly, like to right. any sort of this website is, design, and, and it has like really cool effects, and it's like it's really it's good. I like it's like it's beautiful. It's just because I just played nicely with what they were giving me. You know what I mean? Right. That's right. You know, it was, to... I didn't do anything. I just like. Stuck right. content there. No, that's great. <laughs> yeah. I love Squarespace. Uh, building a website with Squarespace is a simple, intuitive process. You can add and arrange your content and features with a click of a mouse. If you sign up for a year, they give you a free custom domain and seamless commerce tools and fantastic customer support. Right now, Squarespace is offering relevant podcast listeners a special deal. You can go over to squarespace.com and start your free trial today. And then when you decide to sign up for Squarespace, enter offer code relevant to get 10% off your first purchase. There you go. Well, like I said, I'm your host, Cameron. Uh, here with me in Orlando Studios, back, thankfully, Eddie Big Cat Koffeltz. Man, it's good to see we you. We miss you, man. I feel rested. Don't go on vacation anymore. No, I'm, I don't plan on it. Okay, No good. more vacation. <laughs> I'm just going to burn and burn and burn out. <laughs> Over there on the ones and twos. Who needs margin, man? Over there on the ones and twos, our illustrious producer, my brother, Chandler Strang. Hello. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. And joining us this week, uh, another special host, guest, cast member for the day. Joining us, uh, comedian Rob Fee. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And listen, I, I, not, this is not an ad. I love Squarespace so much. I built my website, uh, robfee.net on Squarespace, and I am an idiot when it comes to (laughs) building websites. And I'm not going to lie, it looks beautiful. It's a beautiful website. Uh, Rob Fee is a writer who's worked with outlets like The Ellen Show, MTV, Comedy Central, Vice, Funny or Die. He's written for us at Relevant and a ton of others. You also may know him for his Twitter profile, at Rob Fee, which is uh, one of the funniest on the internet. Uh, We're excited to have you join us today, man. Well, I would say most people know me from my website, built by Squarespace. (laughs) (laughs) From your beautiful Squarespace site. That guy. I know him. Dude, you sound okay. This is we've you've read for relevant for a long time. You we've we've been talking back and forth for a long time. I never realized how much you sound like Harvey Firestein uh, until coming on the show. Today. I uh, I have had this conversation with uh, literally every Uber driver and anyone that's come into my life uh, for decades. Have you always had that voice? I mean, like as a 12 year old or did you like curate it over time with menthols or how do you do that? (laughs) I've never, I've never smoked in my life. Uh, Can you imagine if I did? I would sound like uh, what I describe my voice as right now is uh, the sexy devil. You need a t-shirt that just says sexy devil. (laughs) It'll make sense when you talk. Yeah. 
but but not like yo i'm a sexy devil like the actual devil but if he was trying to be sexy right right, like, yeah. right. right. Well, well, like, like in a movie if someone's like he's got the devil on one shoulder and the an angel on the other the sexy version of the devil on the shoulder is your yeah. voice yeah or like, like if the if the devil from carmen's revival in the land uh, trying to be sexy <laughs> right. suddenly became very sexy so you're saying if he merged with carmen because carmen is sexy that's the voice that's the voice it's like a terrifying voice, but it feels nice on the podcast. Yeah. It feels good in my ears. I, I feel like saying sexy Carmen is redundant. That's right. You know? <laughs> we all know. No, 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 actually, Carmen, I mean, he was an Adonis among men. I mean, if anybody knows Carmen. I mean, he was what every man aspired to become. Yeah. yeah. The, the question is, kind of like Richard Simmons, have, has anybody seen him in public in the last 10 years? Uh, yes, he recently... Carmen? Uh, Carmen did a really, really nice acoustic song in support of our president. And, yeah, he, um, did, he did his own Donald Trump parody song, which uh, was, was, as you would expect, a, a, a Carmen-Donald Trump song. Oh, okay, so we have seen yeah, him. Yeah, here's okay. a clip of that now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, <I> know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We have a great show uh, in store for you today. Coming up later, we talk to author and pastor Craig Groeschel. Uh, he's coming up. And we introduce you to a new Christian hip-hop artist that I'm... I'm really excited about uh, his name is Taylor Gray. He has uh, a new album out. Uh, it's independent and it's it's fantastic. Yeah. He's going to take us through a couple of tracks on on the project. Cameron, before we jump into uh, you know the 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 main content for today, I have something that I think we need to address with Rob. I agree. Oh my! He goodness. mentioned a little tidbit before you stepped into the studio, Cameron. You alluded this uh, to this with me earlier, but Rob, you're heading down to Orlando yeah. later this week Tomorrow. for a very interesting reason. Well, yeah, he's coming down Thursday. Uh, we were texting yesterday about him being on the show today. Yes, and then he said, "Hey, you know, I'm coming to Orlando this Oddly, week." You had just typed in "sexy devil" and yeah, and, and then, then Rob popped in. <laughs> well, I just said "Siri, sexy devil," and then right. it called Rob. Right, and yeah, uh, I just called him. And you, so I, so he said, "I'm coming to Orlando." I was like, "Really? Why?" And he said. <laughs> That's why well, we. That's what we all say. Why are you here? Well, why? Why are you coming out for four days? Right. Uh, by yourself. Go that's down. really. Rob, why are you coming to Orlando for four days? Uh, I'm coming to WrestleMania. No. <laughs> yes, he is. WrestleMania, uh, the I, Super Bowl of ch- childish acting, Rob. is is in Orlando on Sunday night, and Rob. Rob and other adults are actually coming. Rob, are you working at it in any, or are you just coming to watch? Well, uh, both. I uh, I have uh, a show that I do uh, where I do interviews uh, with weird people at bizarre conferences, and there's a wrestling conference at every WrestleMania <sighs> with all the old wrestlers and like weird chubby old fans. Uh, so I'm <laughs> shooting at that. But I've been to the last four, three WrestleManias. No, I go to all these. They're fantastic. And here's my thing. Here's my thing. People are like. Uh, you know wrestling is fake, right? And it's like, do you know literally, like Game of Thrones isn't real either. Yeah, like, none of this is really happening. I, I'm, I'm a grown man. I don't watch this. The same thing happened with, I, I love David Blaine. I love David Blaine's dumb you're, magic Yeah, Now you're speaking my language. Yeah. And, and I was watching it, I was watching it with this girl the other day and she goes, oh, that's, that's not real. That's fake. And I'm like, what did you just say? Yeah. And she's like, that's not real. And I was like, 
You get out of my house. None of this is real. Do you think why I thought we were watching uh, like a warlock? Yeah. <laughs> Actual <laughs> magic? Oh, this is fake. <laughs> yeah, I don't. This isn't Hogwarts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so you're going in a per, somewhat of a professional capacity, but while you're there, you're going to be literally enjoying the wrestling. Yes, of course. If you follow him on Instagram, he he's at wrestling events quite often with his buddies not working often. just like they're wearing his little Hulkamania shirt and like excited uh, we don't wear Hulkamania shirts because he's a racist but uh, we, yeah, I he is actually the sexy devil yeah that's that's accurate <laughs> I should I should clarify he's been outed as a racist I'm assuming a lot of those guys are racist if being honest. Um, having having been to a lot of Wrestlemania that you can assume there's a lot of racism happening. well there's that a lot of a given there's a, a lot of overlap with the NASCAR circuit and oh. the and confederate flag oh. crowd that been diagram is a perfect circle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I can't believe it. I, I could see going to a WrestleMania anthropologically, almost like I just I got to yeah. see this for myself. But like to go, mm-hmm. I have an, I know another guy uh, that's coming in town, a full grown adult who's excited <laughs> and he loves wrestling and he's traveling in for WrestleMania. No. Why do you keep why do you keep saying full grown adult like we think maybe it's a baby that's just Cameron, I'll say this. In passing, like I'll you know, like I've seen wrestling on TV, and I would say just as like a casual, you know, person who passes it in the channels, it looks about ninety five percent adult on television. Is it really? Because the only my my wrestling phase that I was it was about three months I was interested in wrestling. I was twelve. And we went up to uh one up at the at the Daytona Arena and uh, with me and my friends and yeah. we were really into it. Ra- Macho Man Randy Savage, oh, the yeah. Ultimate Warrior, oh, wow. and then I lost interest. Rest in peace, and, and because Warrior. I became an adult one day and you know just moved on. <laughs> All right, here's a. Did couple- you lose interest during the event? <laughs> <laughs> no, the event was awesome. All right, uh, it was like okay. Been there, done that. Mad, wor- mad world started playing in your head as the as just the joy left your eyes. <laughs> hey Rob, weird thing. Um, I uh, I lived. I grew up in the city that Macho Man that all the wrestlers were in. So I would see them constantly. So really? I worked at a video store, and every oh, single Tampa, right? No, uh, more specifically Seminole, like the same really? Seminole. Oh yeah, they, they yeah. live on the West Coast, like on like Clearwater and all that stuff. But really? they used to live on Indian Rocks Beach, right where I grew up. Every Friday night. A teal Corvette would pull up. No. And it was a it was a Corvette that was clearly from someone's high point in their career in right. the late eighties. Right, and it, outs- the, the, a teal Corvette says peaked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. that, was a, that was a license plate on the, right. just, it's only like, like one of the headlights is the only one will go up and it's just like it's just walking up just crippling and a big 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 man would kind of peel himself out of this Corvette and it was and I it was Greg the Hammer Valentine it was Greg Valentine oh, really guy. yeah and Greg Valentine I rented him movies every single Friday tell me please th- please tell me he rented the same movie every week <laughs> no 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 it wasn't like he's renting like the like um Titanic or something every single but week. every it was Friday just like, night he didn't have plans <laughs> I mean and it's like Greg would come in and one one day like I finally had the courage to say like hey man are you like Greg? And of clear, I mean, his name is Greg Valentine on the yeah. rental thing. I can yeah. see it right there. And I'm like, hey, man, are you like Greg the Hammer Valentine? He's like, 
Yeah, and you can just tell. Like I uh, he, just, he says, "I was." Yeah, there's. Just, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> and I was like, "Man, me and my brother were such big fans. We used to watch you and Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and we just like loved seeing you guys." And he was just like, "Thanks," and that was it. He walked no, away. No, that was be, because nothing. it's. I feel like you go. He goes in that situation either one totally dejected like that, or yeah. he comes flying into the parking lot every week. And after he gets his movie, he peels out of there with one fist up in the yeah, air and, and, just, and get, drives just blaring away. music, windows yeah. down. Yeah, you want to hear another weird piece of trivia? Yeah, since we're just doing this because mm-hmm. I loved wrestling uh, when I was a child. I, I went to a men's <laughs> event once, a church men's event once, where the big guest speaker was the Million Dollar Man, Ted oh, DiBiase. Ted DiBiase, yeah. that's oh, again, yeah. yeah. Was he was he speaking on prosperity? Yeah, it kind of, <laughs> prosperity. kind of was. Uh, what else is he going to talk about? Yeah, I mean, it was a charismatic church, so pretty much, yeah. Oh, what an event that anyway, must have been. What was your What um, was your story? This one's kind of a bummer, but uh, so the exact neighborhood that I grew up in that we all like played baseball in, yeah. is uh, where uh, Macho Man Randy Savage died. Oh, yes, it was a tree that I had to walk by every single a tree. Th- what? How a- did he die? He hit a tree. Do you call it a tree? Oh. No, no, he fit his, in a car wreck. Hit a tree. And the tree's right there, man. What? So no right, way. Is there a memorial plaque in front of it or anything? I mean, in our hearts. But yeah. no, I don't think. Oh. Hey, that's what we could do. We could do a little Kickstarter to get a nice little plaque for the Macho Man and put it in front well, of the tree. I, I tried to do something for Macho Man uh, that so a couple years ago, I thought it would be when everyone was doing those petitions to Obama. Uh, the White House petitions. I kind of jokingly did an article where I made a petition to have National Macho Man Randy Savage Day. And uh, I was like, yeah, Obama, we've got this and this. Why not have a Macho Man Day? Well, like, people took it seriously and then TMZ picked it up and approached Macho Man's brother, who was also a wrestler named Lanny Poffo. And there's a TMZ article. It says, Macho Man's brother, come on, Obama. When's our Macho Man Day? <gasps> and, and they really tried to get a Macho Man Randy Savage National Day. If you get a certain amount of signatures, didn't the White House like have to respond to requests like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you get like 10,000, they have to address it, I think, or something like that. Eddie's starting a petition to turn that tree into a national monument or park, like the nation's smallest national park. Yeah, it would be a fitting tribute to a great wrestler and a great man. Yeah, I think I'm trying to get them to do a Macho Man stamp where it's his face on the back but when you lick it, it tastes like a Slim Jim. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a special, it's a special thing. The technology, the technologist isn't there. You can't. It's not there. Yeah. There's, no, there's, no cured, there's no cured meat glue yet. That, that was the postmaster general. That's his official response. I think cured meat is held together by glue. I think cured meat is glue. Yeah, the they fat. just can't separate it in stamp form. That yeah. is what they told me. But I don't know. I think they're. We should. I have- think they're. You know. I think it's a ruse. <laughs> what was Macho Man's uh, like friend's name? Miss Elizabeth or something? Oh, his lady friend. Yes. That was his wife, I believe. Oh, I wonder what ever happened to her. Died. Why? They Ow. all die from steroids and drugs, man. No, Miss Elizabeth was just like a normal lady. Addicted to stuff. It's that's why it's so sad. Like I can't go and watch them cheer and not know that I, as an adult, I know how sad their lives become. No, I think there's a new well, that, new type of wrestler now. Yeah, it's different now. It's different now. Uh, back in the '80s, they were just like, "Can I get paid in cocaine?" Um, <laughs> right. but, 
<laughs> yeah, cocaine and Slim Jims. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. they had cocaine, Slim Jims, and partied with Steve Winwood. Yeah. That was, that was the, the life back then. Yeah. And now they turn into Dwayne Johnson, the right. actor. Yeah. You know? yeah. Exactly. Or John Cena. John Cena. John Cena. Yeah, that guy's yeah. everywhere. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, moving the show along, it is time <laughs> for our look back at what happened this week in culture and entertainment. It's time for In Case You Missed It. Uh, next week, maybe we should have Rob back on to give us a, and in case you missed it, about WrestleMania. You know, yeah, like oh, yeah. about his firsthand experience. He can be a reporter on Man, the scene. That's cool. Is it cool? Is we that the word we we're going with? Gone. We should have gone. You can. It's it will sell I'm out. Sure it's not sold out. It I'm will sure sell it's out. Long been sold I, out. It's not long been sold out. I saw on the news yesterday. They expect it to sell out, but it's not sold out yet. Huh. Yeah, tickets are and tickets are stupid expensive for it right now. But uh, really? I'm not going to the actual WrestleMania event. I'm going to all the other things going on that weekend. Wait, you're yeah. not going to uh, actual WrestleMania? No, no, no. I leave Sunday morning. Why? Uh, I'm. You know what? I'm there for I'm there for the fans. Uh, I'm there for, no, I just I just didn't I, I just didn't want to buy a ticket. Yeah, you're there to visit your congregation and then get out. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Um, in case you missed it, uh, this week uh, the the church hunters video, uh, the parody video that we mm-hmm. played last week on the show, yeah. it already has a sequel. Uh, there's a new episode of uh, the House Hunters parody, which features a young couple in search for the perfect church that meets all their needs. Um, it's by our friends John Christ and Aaron Tuning. Here's a clip of the new one. Behind me, you will see molded clay, jar art, tapestry, canvas, mosaic wow. church. Mm, I love beautiful. it. Right? So you've you, heard of interdenominational. Mm-hmm. Right. And you've heard of non-denominational. Mm-hmm. Well, this church identifies as interdenominational. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's, that's perfect for us. So it really is. But here's the kicker. A lot of celebrities go here. Yeah. What? Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> oh, my God. We love him. Yep. We really do. Ben Higgins from ABC's The Bachelor. Perfect. <laughs> Several Real Housewives. Ooh, wow. And... Usher even came here one time. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, follow me. Come on. Let's do it. So refreshing. Honestly, that last trip was just way too traditional. It was yeah. too much. It was like we left there feeling convicted. Like, uh, ugh. Right? Right. We're just, we're looking for more of a Tony Robbins type sermon. Like inspiration, like a TED Talk with a Bible verse. <laughs> yes. Oh, it, it goes right? on from there. It is, uh, it's, it's really good. These guys, like, I, lo- I love, uh, he's, he's a buddy of mine. He's the best. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, <laughs> like it hits, I mean, it's just like laser cut, laser cut, laser cut. I mean, yeah. throughout it, it's really, do yourself a favor, watch the full three and a half minutes. It's, it, both of them are really yeah. funny. Uh, in case you missed it, uh, Jay-Z is going to produce a full-length film and docu-series about Trayvon Martin. The two projects are based on the book's uh, Suspicion Nation, which was by a journalist who covered the trial against uh, Trayvon's killer, George Zimmerman, and Rest in Power, which covers uh, Trayvon's life and the aftermath of his death. Um, it's by his parents, uh, Sabrina Fulton and Tracy Martin. The hip-hop mogul is partnering with the Weinstein Company to produce the projects. Uh, he's become an advocate for criminal justice reform. Uh, Jay-Z recently partnered with Harvey Weinstein to produce a six-part series about the case of Khalif Browder, a black teen who spent years in solitary confinement without ever having a trial after allegedly stealing a backpack. He later suffered mental health issues and took his own life. In 2014, Jay-Z even met with New York Governor uh, Andrew Cuomo to advocate for reforms to the state's criminal justice system. So look at him. Not a lot lot of wrestlers watching this uh, series. Uh, Probably not. No. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, In case you missed it, a video from... (laughs) 
Hot take. Um, say, really, you're really going after him there, Eddie. You're really going after the wrestlers. I don't know why. Man. It wasn't just. It wasn't enough to make fun of the sport. But you're really getting personal here. Yeah. I like. I mean, honestly, though, as a hip hop fan, I like that these guys who are so influential and obviously have resources and a platform are 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 kind of taking up causes. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jay Z yeah. with criminal justice reform, Chance the Rapper with obviously the education system in Chicago and yeah. and really trying to make a difference in his city. I mean, it's just it's just good to see kind of like a positive yeah. thing. Also, has anyone done a worse PR spin after negative situation than George Zimmerman? Oh, oh man. Like, <laughs> like Zika has, has uh, PR'd itself better than George Zimmerman. This guy is, he's, I mean, he's crazy. We obviously, this happened in our, in our city. And so the local news, I mean, he pops up on the local news sadly fairly regularly because he got arrested again or he got charged right. with this yeah. or pulled a gun on his new girlfriend pulled a gun on the new girlfriend yeah, yeah it's crazy but it's, you gotta, yeah, it's just crazy stuff it's and it's not it's it's just things that you could easily prevent right. He's just waving guns around in lake mary and stuff like that really you gotta is. wonder about the new girlfriend if she's just walking into this thinking i'll change him it, it, right. it'll, be, it'll be different <laughs> well this is like the third or fourth i mean like honestly the wife left and then there was another relationship and then that there was like domestic abuse charges and then that ended and then there's another one yeah. i mean who okay i was in kenya one time and i went on a photo safari to a reserve right and when we got in there the the i'm applying this hold on the person said <laughs> there's not gonna be any lions and i was like why and he said well a lion uh ate the park ranger what and oh, and, got a taste and, for and so the and then and then you know the new park ranger that one got eaten as well what and so <laughs> so we have to remove all the lions and and i thought who's the next park ranger right who's the, the one who signed up that, that's what i'm saying about george zimmerman's girlfriends right who's the next one the other two got eaten by lions right. you're gonna get eaten by a lion right i say remove the <laughs> park so, rangers so can you imagine like you're at this girl goes to to dinner with her family and friends and they're like so i heard you you, you got a new boyfriend and she's like i'm kind of seeing someone and she's like how oh, cool is it someone we know is like uh George Zimmerman yeah. and she's like oh, well that's unfortunate that he has the same name as the infamous killer right. like no 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 it's that one yeah. like he's actually he's actually the, the killer yeah he's actually at the bar now and you just see him just juggling guns and uh, the, the guy in there the, over there in the, at the bar in the, in the big brawl the big yeah, fight that's right. happening right now yeah. that's, that's my man like, and it's not like was it Scott Peterson who was like kind of the hot killer you know like he killed his wife but he's got those dreamy eyes German isn't exactly a catch <laughs> on any level yeah yeah right uh, but that's the weird that's one of the weird things in florida i saw casey anthony's parents out one time remember them yeah you're like oh yeah there they are and like george zimmerman lives in our area we're gonna be checking yeah. out at Publix, and he's gonna be in front of us <laughs> Once and he's like, gonna say i had a two-for-one coupon it is not expired and he's gonna go nuts run yeah run to the express yeah. line yeah. Yeah. Out of there. i played at a church that george zimmerman attended no no yeah. way yeah you sound like the yeah. church hunt. You sound like a really bad version of the church <laughs> hunter's yeah. deal right now. Wow. Yeah, local celebrities attend this church. Uh, George Zimmerman. <laughs> you know George Zimmerman goes here. Uh, I got to tell you, I'm not a big local celebrity person, but I did see a local news person at our church the other day, and my heart yeah. almost stopped. 
I'm like, look, I can't believe it. That, I, I, okay, that, that's weird because I've seen, you know, just being in media and everyone on here can attest that, you know, you, you, you see celebrities and different people from time to time. I never get weirdly starstruck like I do when I see like a weatherman outside the news studio. I don't know why, but if I, well, like in the grocery store, I'm like, oh, Dana, I don't believe it. That's him. That's, that's him. the weatherman right there. It, I, it's like I'm seeing like the Pope or something. I don't know why, but I literally get flustered. Rob, you must understand this, right? You, you meet a lot of famous people, but there's nobody better than a local news person. <laughs> like, who's in LA? That's top of the list. <laughs> that's, that is the mountaintop. Yeah, yeah that's let, right. me, let me ask this. Would, uh, would you take a selfie with George Zimmerman? Oh, no. Oh, no. no. I wouldn't. It's, again, <laughs> that's a, really that's a lion. Question. You don't touch <laughs> it. You would, wouldn't you? Yeah. You would. Like, ironically, would you take one and put them? No, you leave the wildlife alone. You do not bother the lions. Right. It's like the new the new Chappelle stand up he talks about when he met OJ and OJ asked to take a picture with him and he was like, uh, no, no way. Yeah, you, can, OJ you, down? you, you, you yeah. can't take a picture yeah. with OJ. You can't take a picture with George yeah. Zimmerman. <laughs> In case you missed it, a video from actress Mia Bialik went by. It's Blossom, by the way. If that's, that's what she goes. Yeah, by. yeah that's what she goes. It's a Christian yeah. name. She prefers <laughs> that. It. Uh, it went viral for encouraging people not to refer to women as girls. Um, she's uh, currently starring in The Big Bang Theory. Did yeah, you know that? I did. Do you watch that show? I, I don't, but I don't have like a strong opinion about it. I just haven't really. It's not, and it's like been on for so long. It's You're, garbage. <laughs> is, it, <laughs> yeah. is it, Rob? Oh, it's terrible. Okay. We, we, we listened to it CBS without the laugh track the other day. And it, yeah, it, you, 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 or we listened to it with yeah. like Ricky Gervais laughing. And literally, we could not tell where the punchlines were. It was so bad, man. Uh, anyway, she's. did you know, other than being an actress, she's also a neuroscientist? What? I had a feeling. Yeah. Uh, in a Facebook video that's been viewed nearly 8 million times, she explained why language matters, especially as it pertains to gender equality. She explained... When we use words to describe adult women that are typically used to describe children, it changes the way we view women, even unconsciously, uh, so that we don't equate them with adult men. Here's a clip. Sorry, folks. I have to do this. We have to stop calling women girls. Why? Because it matters what we call people. Language matters. Words have meaning. And the way we use words changes the way we frame things in our mind. Google Sapper Wharf, if you don't believe me. It's science. So when we use words to describe adult women that are typically used to describe children, it changes the way we view women, even unconsciously, so that we don't equate them with adult men. In fact, it implies that they're inferior to men. Even if that's not what most people intend, words have an impact on our unconscious. Case in point, you would never say to someone, go ask that boy behind the bank counter if the notary's here today. We never call men boys because it's demeaning and emasculating. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, in case you missed it, this week on Twitter, uh, Chase Rapper has been using Twitter in a very interesting way. It's really funny. Uh, it's almost like uh, Siri. He uses Twitter as like his Siri. He will ask Twitter questions. So he'll be like, hey, can anybody get me in touch with this choir? Hey, this viral video and he will like link to it. Who, who is that guy? And then like, he'll like crowdsource people telling him it's this guy and he'll get in touch with that guy. So you're yeah, saying he right. uses Twitter just like a search bar. Yes, <laughs> he really does. And it works <laughs> because people are very excitedly like go out and find the answer to his questions and you, reply to him. Here's, here's a, here's a question. I don't want to get too far off subject, but do you think he knows how Twitter works? Or do, do, do you think that he thinks that's how everyone uses it? Just cause he's like famous. Right. Cause that every, if he thinks it's like, 
like, this is what Twitter does. You ask it questions and people tell you answers. <laughs> but I'll tell you one thing. I don't know why someone hasn't thought of that as like a, a cool, it's like a hybrid social media thing. Chances are to something. This is like the next big thing, yeah. just like a, a social search bar. Yeah, it is. It's a social search bar. Yeah. And it's really funny. He'll get thousands of replies, you know, and then and, and they're right. And, and it's like, I think he's, you know, maybe he's in the studio, he's working on a song idea and there's this like, clip that went viral of this, you know, children's choir and he wants to get in touch with that children's choir and and so people will like get him in touch with the children's choir and then they'll like we think that he's probably going to like collaborate with him on something. You know, like this is what's happening all the time. Well, this week maybe he really doesn't know because he just types in Whole Foods Brooklyn about twice. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah what I week. think I think he uses it like a grandmother who types in hotmail.com into the Google search bar. I <laughs> <laughs> think that's how you get to the to, to, to the email. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, well, anyway, in case you missed it this week, if you follow him on Twitter, Chance Rapper uh, tweeted that he's looking for an intern. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he's taking applications so he tweeted i'm looking for an intern someone with experience putting together decks and writing proposals uh and then and and then he said i want intern resumes formatted as creative decks pitches or proposals and then uh and then he put the email address where to send it um and then he later clarified he said i know intern has a negative connotation but the job i'm looking to fill doesn't really have an official title yet but it is a job though it should be noted that job was in quotes (laughs) Um, that's what got me about that tweet this isn't just an internship this is a Job, yeah. quote unquote. Like, what is he trying to imply there? <laughs> like that you're not getting paid, or that it's going to be really cool to hang out well, with him. I mean, that, <laughs> yeah. you, unpaid internships are illegal. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. If you're, if it's, yeah. if it's a company, if it, okay, if it's a nonprofit organization that you would be volunteering at, you yeah. know, like any, you know, church nonprofit, that's fine. Yeah. But there are federal labor laws in place called the minimum wage that if you are <laughs> working somewhere you have to be paid a minimum wage. You can't be doing it for college credit or volunteering. You, an unpaid internship is the most violated labor law in the country. Oh, wow. And yet you can do it for the kingdom of God. <laughs> At a church you can. But right. yeah, I found exactly. out about this with a Mark Cuban blog post in 2008. Huh. And at the time, Relevant staff was about 20 people and Relevance intern pool was about 30. Yeah. Oh, wow. And it was the lifeblood of us doing what we do, unpaid interns. And I read this blog post uh, where Mark found out from his VP of HR because Mark had an idea for like this digital incubator thing for interns and you yeah. know it'd be unpaid internships where they get great experience and the VP of HR replied to him that he can't do that that it's you know they can't do unpaid it's illegal and he posted this blog ranting about how stupid that is you know like like these kids would get an opportunity for their career blah 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 and 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 I'm sitting there reading this going well that was my rationale for interns you know it's like this uh, uh, unpa- uh, two unpaid internships got me my first jobs right because I mean I- Jesse was an unpaid intern that yeah. we ended up hiring yeah, I mean, and, and has had a long long unpaid history here right? <laughs> done, but i mean for real but sarah i'm sarah reading this going and, and 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 i don't mean to over you know whatever overthink this but integrity is what you do when no one's looking and i and i now knew my eyes were now open i can't claim ignorance to this i i, I didn't know any better now i knew that it was illegal and i had a choice to make and so we <laughs> shut down our internship program and we added a paid 
part-time position to each department, you know, like a college mm-hmm. kid, but just one, you know, so. Mm-hmm. And now we got a good producer out of it. Yeah. Now, yeah. <laughs> Chandler. There you go. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so I don't know if maybe Chance the Rapper is doing some illegal shady stuff with his quote unquote job that he's offering. <laughs> I people. assume so. Job? Yeah. Well, now, Chance, since we know you listen, you can't claim <laughs> ignorance. Now you know better. Yeah. With your so. quote unquote job. Yeah. 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 Well, in case you missed that it. That being said, Chance, I'd really love to be your intern. You don't have to pay me. You're the coolest. I don't need, you don't need to pay me. Pay me in Kit Kats. I don't care. Yeah, whatever. I think you're so cool. Please send me one of your three hats. Uh, in case you missed it, Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman will host a show about the artisan movement. Uh, the Parks and Rec duo is reuniting for the unscripted NBC show called The Handmade Project. Um, the show is going to celebrate artisanship and the makers who can create amazing things with their hands, like Eddie. Each episode follows eight. What do you mean by that joke? I don't know. All right. We won't need to explain. I just don't think of you as that. That's just what's on the trailer for the show. Yeah, literally. Like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, Each episode follows eight makers from various disciplines with a panel of judges crowning a winner each episode. In a statement, Offerman said the show was the opportunity to, quote, have a front row seat at this prodigious display of talent and admiring and cheering on an amazing crop of American makers. Nick Offerman is a person that I never want to meet because I need him to be as cool in my head as he is. Like if I ever meet him and he's just not a nice but man. Do you, I mean, I follow him on social media and stuff and I get the sense that like, I, that's I really too. him. I do too. Rob, have I you met, met him? him. Yeah, I met him once and he was just the nicest man. And everyone says yes. that like where he, uh, like he struggled so much trying, you know, trying to have success as an actor. And that once he finally got it, he was just one of those super grateful, nice mm. people. And, uh, it's just really genuine, nice to almost everyone. I oh. don't want to say everyone because not everyone's nice all the time, but, uh, he's but terrible yeah. to his interns. I've heard <laughs> really, <Yeah>. bad. really <laughs> bad. he's terrible to, uh, George Zimmerman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? George had a camera. Uh, I, 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 an, I hope this show, it sort of follows like my favorite thing about these like reality competitions where they have like one terrible person on there. <laughs> like the, like one person that just doing like regretsy stuff, like a really cruddy looking picture frame made out of an old palette yeah. and they just all make fun so of them. So you're That's saying the only way you, want, you want to show. see like the blind auditions from the old American Idol. Yeah. You exactly. want to see good That's, artisans. one terrible artist. That would make it interesting. Hey, Rob, you're an LA insider. Who else is nice out yeah. there that you know? <laughs> um, you know who is the nicest person that I never suspected to be nice but is just the kindest, sweetest man is... Slash from Guns N' Roses. <laughs> no way. I don't know. Wait, That's I don't. Amazing. Time out. I, yeah. Why did I, I don't know why I prefaced where, where you might know Slash from. Uh, <laughs> right, I don't know why right. I said you know from Guns oh, N' Roses. Yeah, you're like, is that the guy oh, from Velvet Revolver? Slash. Okay. I have, I in my head, Slash Slash <laughs> drives a teal Corvette with one headlight <laughs> stuck up. Yeah. Oh, no. No, no. No, oh, no he's the, he's like, he's, very rich, uh, but he's like the nicest man. Like he'll send me, he'll send me messages on the holidays. He's just like, "Happy Thanksgiving," and I'm like, "Thank you, greatest guitarist to ever live." <laughs> Thank you, so much. Just like, <laughs> did, did they say? Did they say Happy Thanksgiving? I wrote this little lick for you, and just. <laughs> The Godfather. He, signs, he signs everything with this little emoji that looks like him wearing a big hat. No, how sweet! <laughs> did he? Yeah. Did you meet him at a WrestleMania? Like, where did you meet Slash? 
Uh, I think we originally started talking on Twitter and then we went to a movie premiere and then we just kept running into each other. I like that. That's your friend. I, I like, yeah. I like that. That seems like a good buddy to have. That, He's such a nice man. Because if you have to pick somebody from Guns that, N' Roses. That is the dream of every yeah. person who replies to Chance the Rapper on Twitter, right? right. That's right. like, yeah. we'll strike up a banter and then we're going to go to a movie premiere and then you're going to send me messages on the holidays. <laughs> yeah. Rob, I don't, like exactly. to, I don't like to be a name dropper, but I'm not sure if you've ever heard of a band called... DC Talk. Oh God! Oh, <laughs> I do know. Are you guys comparing famous musicians? Not comparing. You know? I just thought I'd talk about someone I know who's really sweet. Wait, no, tell, I want to know this. What, what's no, what's just, your connection with DC Talk? Oh, you did mean, you write? Did you write "Love Is a Verb"? <laughs> he, Eddie wrote "I Don't Want Your Sex for Now." Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I it love. It was that written about Eddie so much <laughs> because it's not like, "Hey, sex is it for me?" It just says, "Hey." I don't want your sex for now. Listen, if things work out and uh, we get married, I absolutely want that sex. Yeah. Uh, but for right now, uh, yeah. I'm, 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 let's put it on hold. It's a pretty strong right away. implied yeah, wink in the song. You could just tell right. it was like, I, but I do eventually. Right. And it's actually pretty intense. I, I got to write a song yeah. about it right now. It is. It's a very, it's a passive, it's not passive aggressive. It's passive creepy is what it is. Because right. you know, she's like, well, when do you want it? Should I be concerned about this? Is yeah. what I least expect? Yeah. Is it when I least expect it? Give me a heads up. Is it when I least expect it? Well, you could get clarity on this, Eddie, because you have an inside track. I don't. I don't yeah. want to make a big deal. Have know. you ever gotten a text on the holiday from Kevin Max? Wow, uh, I don't know, but Easter's right around the corner. Good Friday, <laughs> so we'll see what happens. We'll I'll let you happens. know. Just like, hey, man, happy Good Friday. Yeah, hope you enjoy <laughs> this joyous celebration. <laughs> happy, happy Maundy Thursday. Yeah, the death of our Lord. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, slash yeah. Kevin Max. You know, we got it all. Like, yeah. I hope you have a great Friday. <laughs> oh no! You know what? We can edit any part of this show, Rob. So I want you got a really strong career. I, I mean, technically, he made that joke, not me. Yeah. I was just speaking. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was yeah. channeling yeah. the Kevin Max yeah. motif. Yeah. 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 <laughs> all right. Well, that'll do it for in case you missed it. Stay tuned. Up next, slices. Listening to James Vincent McMorrow. The song is 1,000 Times. Uh, you only heard it once, though. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Electric Guest with O Devil. Though foreshadowing, they might just be in the next issue of Relevant. I'm just saying. O Devil. Spiritual content. There you go. Okay, it's time for Slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right, so there is a, 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 about a, a year and a half ago in the UK, they got 23 people to take part 
in a reality show that was called Eden. And, you know, we've all we've talked about Naked and Afraid and we've talked about all these crazy shows before where people like go off in the wilderness that are pretty nuts. Usually they last about a month or so. The premise for this one was a little bit different. They were they basically had like hundreds of acres in like a really uh, uh, a remote place. And they were going to put 23 people there and give them their own cameras to film stuff with. They were going to have a couple cameramen, like four people roaming around. But these people had to they were in charge of starting their own society oh. with like no supplies for it. No, year. Jesse, they, uh, we had that show Utopia, uh, the, the, yeah. the Fox, the huge Fox show that they were trying to do that too. a year long experiment, create a society, build a, cult, a civilization, that kind of thing. And it got yeah. canceled. But, you know, yes. Yeah, so, so, so this this was this is similar in concept, but more extreme because they even got le- like at least with the Utopia, you got like a bunch of supplies and like a building and stuff. Yeah, that's you true. Know? That's true. This is out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, so the people that are going to be on that were good that, you know, signed up to be on this show at least had the promise at the end that, hey, look, this is going to be terrible. <laughs> like, basically, <laughs> I have to live in a field for a year. But when it's all over, I'll be like a celebrity. I'll be a famous movie star. This is the most extreme show ever. Well, uh, the, the network started airing the show. But last summer, after four episodes, no one was really watching it. So they canceled no. it after just four <laughs> episodes. Uh. But they left the people to keep on no filming. Way. And uh, all but t- uh, 10 of them. Remained for the whole year, so they just emerged last week, and you know, in their minds, they're thinking where we emerged from this big thing. The show has been airing for over a year; it's all been <laughs> worth it. They, they got so hungry that they were eating chicken feet. No way. Oh, wow! So, just a terrible situation. I mean, they come out and maybe. found out that the you last episode feet? they only aired four of them, and the last episode only aired in August. <sighs> So that entire, almost the entire year was oh, for nothing oh for this reality show. Oh, wow. But they were but filming you know it and stuff. Yeah, so the, the network says they might air stuff in a later date, but basically, this was just the worst camping Why would they let them continue? Ever. I mean, if it was canceled after four, you just like, okay, everybody, wrap it up. I mean, <laughs> give it a shot. That's... Yeah, that's like the thing with like Utopia. They didn't leave those people continuing to d- conduct the experiment. Well, we, don't said, okay, we don't know. We don't know. The cameras they, they, aren't there. They might still be there. We right, don't know. Right. But you know what? Maybe the real prize is the chicken feed you eat along the way. <laughs> right. That's true. That I mean, that's a Hallmark card if I ever heard one. <laughs> yeah. It's not about the fame. It's about the chicken feed along the way. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I I've always like wanted to be. On, I, I've talked to us in the past. I've always wanted to be on like a Survivor or one of these reality shows, and I would basically become a different person. But this gives me a lot of pause. Like I don't know if I want to pursue that route anymore. Like to go on one of these reality shows to become a super villain for like a month or even a year if I have to to create this whole cool persona to dominate the show. Because what if they just leave me out in a field and forget? Jesse, about you're me? literally talking like a wrestler that you would don a. Pers- Persona and become a villain because I understand. Me and Rob get this. <laughs> we know what makes this. Don't drag and me I would probably this. wrestle don't, don't people too on the show. Uh, I think. I think Jesse, the trick is uh, go on season two of a show. <laughs> oh right, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's true. That's <laughs> exactly. Don't be the debut season because you might get left out in a field right. for a year. Yeah. That's a good. That's a Hollywood insider tip right there. That's a little. That's a little industry <laughs> I, know-how. I, I picture. I picture the producer like this is like three months like after the show's been canceled, you know, and he's like <laughs> out at a nice dinner with his wife, like you know, 
eating and he, you know, they're like, you know, I'm really, I got a couple other projects in the works and, you know, I'm just, I'm really bummed my last one didn't work, but you know, three months have gone by since they canned it and, you know, I'm ready to move on. And the wife's like, yeah, how did you break it to the cast? And that's the moment he's just like, oh, they took it well. And just a cutaway to the people like eating chicken feet out of a ditch. He pops up like Kevin's mom on Home Alone when she realized she forgot it. Yeah. <laughs> would you ever actually Jesse would you ever actually be on a reality show would you consider it oh totally totally which one you, would, you which got one, a wife and kids which you one can't. would you want to be on not a year but I would do like I would do like Survivor like a month one yeah that's true I'd watch you know yeah. they could live without me for a month yeah but I already have a strategy you play everyone who's watched one of these reality shows knows the strategy which is that you like lay like you're basically you don't you, you're invisible for like the first couple yeah. weeks and then all of a sudden you come out of nowhere and just start do- this is if you're like me you can easily turn on a switch and start dominating things you wait to start dominating things like till two weeks in uh, what do you have Eddie well and Rob we didn't sync up on this um, do you by chance have a slice about James Polk famous president <laughs> Is that really what you're bringing? <laughs> uh, yeah. I ran it by I, at the front of the show. I thought you were saying, I well, need help. All I can find is something about James Polk. Is yeah, there anything good yeah, this week? That's exactly what I said. But then Jesse said, you've piqued my interest. Well, I mean, we're in it now. We're in right? It. Yeah. The boulder is rolling down the hill. <laughs> um, you all must know James Polk, the 11th president. Uh, he was There's a, a county in Florida named after him. Oh, uh, yes, Polk County. Yes, that's right. Yeah. right. Not James Polk County, just Polk County. <laughs> James County. <laughs> we call Jimmy, Jimmy County. Yeah, we, we got Jamestown up here. I mean, they're, they're all over the country. It's pretty... um, so he uh, he left office and died, how long? He, three months after leaving office wow. on, uh, on June 15th, 1849. Hard day for our country to see James Polk. <laughs> Pass away. Mm-hmm. We just take there's a, a memorial by a tree in Polk County down there. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, People leave slim gems by it. For so reason. the thing is, he died of cholera, which I didn't even know is cholera still a thing. It, uh, in the new issue of Relevant Magazine's Front Matter, you'll find a little thing that there are 70 countries in Africa still dealing with cholera, and uh, 14 million people a year die from it. I was asking in Washington D.C., yeah. but in around the world, in around the world, cholera is still around. It, yeah. It's basically extreme yeah. diarrhea, and the reason you die from it is all the fluids within hours will like evacuate your body, and you and you die. Yeah. I mean, it's really terrible. Wow. That's- that's awful. Yeah. No way Extreme to- Diarrhea is my favorite new metal rock band. <laughs> Sexy Devil, Extreme Diarrhea. But it's extreme with just like an X at the beginning. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So apparently it used to be, you know, in Tennessee because yeah. that's what James Polk died of. So Polk was initially buried in a mass uh, grave because everybody that had uh, cholera had to be like put in a, this just a big hole in the ground. Yeah, right away, right? Because yeah. everybody that had this infectious Contain disease. It. Yeah, yeah. So in yeah. 1850 then, okay. he is exhumed and he is buried in the yard of his Nashville man- mansion. I How was can you ju- tell which one was him? There's just a bunch of sticks down there now. You I, know? Think, I think he had a sh- like a shirt on instead of president. Oh, okay. But I don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> actually a really great right? question. It's just a big hole with a lot of bones. Yeah. How would you like to be the guy that like the, the historian that's like, yeah, I need you to go in that hole and can you fetch out James Polk? There's, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of cholera victims in there, but uh, you know, just kind of making right. best guess. But also they, those two guys that are working literally the graveyard shift just bring a guy and they're like, you sure this is James Polk? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I just, yeah. Like, I had no I idea. Just picture, I, just, 
I just picture a guy in, in black and white going through all these bones, and it says, there's got to be a better way. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he was exhumed as <laughs> an infomercial for identifying presidential remains. Right. Uh, so he's exhumed, and he's buried in his Nashville mansion. So then, when his wife died in 1891, he was exhumed again so that the couple could be buried together in a mausoleum in the grounds of the Tennessee Capitol. So if you're paying attention, James Polk, by 1891, has been reburied three times. Okay. Finally, he is being going to what is apparently his final resting place, the Tennessee Senate, which Evan. we even knew they oh. had a thing. <laughs> right. He's in Evan. purgatory this whole time. Yeah. Right. But enough people have prayed for him that yeah. he gets moved up. Yeah. So... Uh, they're going to change him to his Tennessee home and they're going to bury he and his wife in his Tennessee home. So no president has ever been buried, reburied, exhumed and buried more times than James Polk, but he's about to break yet another record. Fourth time, James Polk. Another so they're burying him at the Senate? No, 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 no. The Senate isn't burying him there. It's like got to pass the Senate, but it's like in his... Uh, it's his childhood home where there's a museum to him. So there's like a James Polk museum. I'm sure there's one in every state, but in Tennessee, there's a James Polk. Thinking about that. Okay. So the presidential, his childhood home in Kansas city, there's a, one of the presidents like Woodrow Wilson or somebody. Kansas city would probably be Truman. It is Truman. His childhood home's yeah. there and it's a museum and everything yeah. and whatever. Uh, did you see this week that, uh, somebody paid $2.14 million for Donald Trump's childhood home in Queens. And, oh, wow. I, and I, when I saw that, no. I thought, well, that's weird. It's double the value of any home in Queens. But you know what? That's probably going to be a presidential landmark one day. Oh, yeah. Just in the middle of Queens. Weirdly. You know, and yeah. maybe his bones will be there. Or every, James Polk. Or every somebody. Trump Tower, right? Like all of this stuff. Mar-a-Lago. We're going to like How are they, getting, how are they getting Polk's body from where it is now to Tennessee? Because I kind of feel like if you're the delivery driver, that's a weird job. It's like too. a weekend at Bernie's situation. <laughs> <laughs> they dress it up in like the old garb, his general's regalia. It's they, uh, they drive through Hollywood, Florida with the boys are back in town playing. Uh, what? In, in a uh, teal Corvette yeah. with the one. one on on yeah, I, I'm picturing the delivery driver. He like pulls onto the highway and sees like a huge traffic jam. And he like looks over and sees the HOV lane wide open. And you, that's the moment he's like, all right, Paul, <laughs> we're going to make up some record time, man. Boys, I'm, I'm not proud town. of what I'm about to do, Polk, but <laughs> so rest in go. peace again, James Polk. Oh my, is that really your slice? I mean, I that's, guess so. Wow. I bring in, bring in a strong. I had two weeks to look for that, and that's what I found. <laughs> oh man, yeah, working hard on your vacation. Uh, yeah. What do you What do you have, Rob? Uh, I have a uh, a story I found. It's an older story, but it's can uh, be as old as that. Yeah. yeah, like James Polk old. Yeah, James. <laughs> <laughs> No, it, it popped back up on uh, Reddit. Um, they they did a study that cows produce uh, more milk when they're relaxed, and uh, and so as a solution, <laughs> they play for these cows. REMs, everybody hurts, and the cows would consistently produce more milk. 
it sounds like a 4-H club science fair project, you know, like <laughs> yeah. like an experiment of playing. That's crazy. That's, and they produce more milk. That, it actually works. Yeah, the, the slow music uh, boosted milk output by 3%. Oh, wow. I, wonder, uh, I wonder what music would, like, it sounds like they just chose one lane. I mean, I would have tested some Sade, some Enya. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, give it some slow jams, yeah. early '90s I, stuff. I heard, I heard they played it Nickelback for, it and they started producing Four Loco. They started producing Jaeger and Red Bull. It was very strange. Scientists don't know. I've always been. Hey, you know how they have like you know Kobe beef or whatever. That's like yeah. a, a cow that was like pampered and massaged. Yeah. What if that was your job? The cow cow masseuse yeah. you know like your whole job is to make sure that this cow never gets stressed out because that, that like ruins meat or whatever so your your job is just to keep cows chilled out all day buddy buddy you just described my first marriage <laughs> oh, Lord. let's cut that out let's, let's, let's not do that that was funny but when i mean this is kind of true it's not just about cows it's kind of about like anything if if any mm-hmm. of us are relaxed, we're going to be like produce better results. You know, we're going to produce more milk. Pretty much, that's, that's what I was going for. Yes, <laughs> I'll let you walk your own metaphor out the door. No, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, I mean, if I'm relaxed and not stressed out and tightly wound, then I'll be I'll be producing better things out of, from my life. I write better under stress. Under stress, really. Mm-hmm. Really. Yeah, yeah. I just I can't. Like, I, I have to have that kind of deadline. One hour left to write. Huh. But I don't know that that necessarily translates to dairy. <laughs> so, <I> <laughs> but imagine if you were playing Inya while you were writing. It's a great. I always, yeah. I always do anyhow. Yeah, oh, you always do. Oh man. Also, I I don't know if this implies that they were listening to strut like Power Man Five Thousand with other cows <laughs> right. and they were producing less milk. Right? Was there a control group? Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. This doesn't yeah. sound all that experimentally accurate. I mean, three percent more could just be they just got better cows. You know, funny. This sounds like a college student who like ran out of ideas for like a research paper, like forgot <laughs> about a research paper. He's like, dude, I got to run down to this farm and just play these cows REM and just come up with something. He looks man. around. His room and he's like, "Well, I got a cow and I got an REM CD. Right. What's, right. What can I do with this?" Yeah, they played one uh, a yacht rock mix and it just came out pure Zima. It was. <laughs> <laughs> so in your world, Jesse, it's not the amount of milk that comes out. It's no, the, no, the it's music. The, artist, the yeah. music yeah. that's being played affects the they, liquid that comes out right. of the cow. They can create anything but, if under the right circumstances. For, if I'm understanding the science, correctly, I think we right, buried yeah. the lead. Yeah. That cows can create any kind of liquid depending <laughs> on music. Right. Yeah. yeah. You still have to milk them though. <laughs> yeah. yeah get, they, they they played at Coldplay and they produced pure vanilla. Oh, just, just oh vanilla. no. No. See. You want me to keep going? I'll keep going. Go on a high note. All right. Well, that'll do it for slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Craig Grishel. Big Wild. The song is I Just Wanna. 
Well, this week's feature interview is brought to you by Movement Watches, the NVMT Movement mm-hmm. Watches. Uh, it was started by yeah. two broke college kids that wanted to wear stylish watches, but they couldn't afford them. So Movement was founded on the belief that style shouldn't break the bank. Rob, have you seen these watches? I have not, but they sound wonderful. No, they're, they're no, they, great. They actually are like the Squarespace. They're really watches. cool. They're beautiful. <laughs> I love them. Yeah, they're fantastic. Uh, movement is, you know, by selling their products entirely online, they're able to cut out the middlemen and, and the retail markup. So they provide the best price possible. Watches starting at just $95 and their quality. This I, isn't... Rob, like, I feel like I set you up in that moment for you to think I was going to give you one. <laughs> yeah, I was. I thought they were going to come in my door and give me a watch. Yeah. yeah, sorry, man. That wasn't one of those like Ellen moments where she knocks on the door and everybody gets a Buick, and we're all so happy. You just, uh, you just need to Google you know, movement. You, I guess you know watches. he worked for the Ellen Show. No, I do know. I okay. read his IMDb. Okay. When when you work for Ellen and she knocks on your door, it only means she's going to yell at you, <laughs> just scream and yell and berate you. <laughs> the, the opposite that, of Nick Offerman. That, yeah, is that is what not saying, what you know. I think of when yeah. I think of Ellen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, movements revolutionary pricing along with classic design quality construction and styled minimalism has led to over half a million watches being sold in 160 countries i even have one i'm wearing i'm wearing one right now are you really there you go yeah there you go so step up your watch game and see why people across the world love movement watches just go to mvmtwatches.com slash relevant and get 15 percent off today plus you'll get free shipping and free returns that's mvmtwatches.com slash relevant join the movement do they avoid uh clever join the movement do they uh avoid vowels on their website as well or do they bring them back in when you they get well the brand is mvmt right no vowels but there's vowels in the words that are on the website i understand they communicate using english words i didn't know I didn't know if they were sticking pretty close to that. <laughs> Craig Rochelle is a pastor of Life Church, a multi-site uh, congregation that attracts more than 100,000 attendees each week. Isn't it the biggest church in America? I think it is. It's crazy. Yeah. He's also a New York Times bestselling author and has written a new book called Divine Direction. We recently spoke with Craig about the steps every person can take to make decisions that will change their life. I actually met him. I, I just met him. Uh, he was here uh, for a one-day leadership thing, and I happen to have, he's in the current issue of Relevant, yeah. and I happen to have a copy on me, and like, there's Craig, and yeah. I've never introduced myself to him before. I have an in. I have him in my hand. Like right. and I, He hadn't seen it yet, so right. I was like, hey, I'm, I'm from this magazine, and you're in it. I wonder if he'll text you on Good Friday. No, not that kind of friend. No. But he does yeah. sign his name with a little picture of Slash. It's very strange. <laughs> how do you feel about how do you feel about people that sign their emails with just one letter, like the first letter of their of their name? How do you hmm. feel about them? Okay, I'm willing to have a real conversation about this because I do it sometimes. But I would you just put like hyphen e. Yeah. Why? That now this is the question. I don't know. I, I think <laughs> like, like like you don't know why you because it's not to to, to uh, Rob's point. It's not really saving you time. Like it takes me just as long to type. It t- slight the, the the difference of time it takes to write J or Jesse is negligible. I'm sending a message there yeah. when I send the one Here's letter. Here's why I do it. What that message is sometimes is obscured. Like what is the, what are you trying to say if you send me one letter? You no, know? I know why I do it. I do it because you know we're doing it back and forth. It's like basically a text stream. We're just talking and talking, but I feel like you can't just write nothing at the end of an email. So I give the little dash E just to let them know, like, you know, full stop. Kind of like, like my, like my dad signs his text. Right. He like, right. Sincerely. Your, your dad, dad your, signs your dad. his text. Yes. Rob, yeah. what do you think about this? Am I super arrogant? Uh, I, I, I mean, your name is in the, is, is in the email. <laughs> I know who it's from. Uh, 
Yeah. I didn't think it was from your your unpaid intern. <laughs> yeah, I didn't uh, think someone hacked your email to send that. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, that's right. Like I, it's not a, it's not a letter from Ulysses S. Grant during the war. <laughs> I, don't need, I don't need like a signature. At the end. I believe it's you. We did we did a while ago a crowdsource listicle on the site of uh, the 15 best Christian email sign offs of all time as submitted by our users. Mm-hmm. And these ones aren't names, but it's just like those inspirational sign offs you see from time to time as pastors. And there are some real gems on here. Uh, one is your Jesus freak, comma, name. No, I would assume Kevin oh, Max whoa. signs his emails that way. That's how we sign all our emails <laughs> to each other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your Jesus. This one is my favorite. <laughs> Under Aslan's Paul. Yeah, I don't understand. I mean, I saw oh that. I, I can't imagine an actual human that does that. Okay, how about this? From the beloved's bosom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. I, I try okay. to sign most of my emails with the word bosom, but <laughs> yeah. you know. I said online, I don't want your sex for now, Rob. <laughs> Rob. <laughs> just, just to clarify, <laughs> just to wink, clarify. Wink, wink emoji, because you definitely yeah. do. It did, please tell me you put now in quotes as well, just to obscure it a little bit more, make it even more creepy. Like a little, I, put, a little, I put want in quotes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every other word's in quotes. I is in quotes. Uh, a fellow servant in Christ army. That's just a mouthful. That's yeah. unnecessary. The army. I mean, it's just saying a fellow servant in Christ. Why? Right. Why you gotta throw the army illusion We've already in there. established servanthood. We don't have to establish army as well. Yeah. Like, just, okay. This one. This one. <laughs> yours, comma because we're his. Oh, yeah. Kind of makes you think. Christians are the worst. That's a Christian Valentine's us. card. Also, we're yeah. talking like these people are emailing businesses and they're emailing Squarespace. <laughs> right. They're emailing like tax attorneys and all this. Right. Imagine, imagine like you you run uh, a bank and this man is asking for a loan and he's like, uh, just a cub and the lion of the Lord's back. <laughs> just under, <laughs> under Aslan's paw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, take the wheel, comma, Jesse. Now, P.S., uh, the, the, the facts that you requested about my taxes is attached. Yeah. So thanks, fellow servant Christ Army. Crowns for Jesus. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope Craig doesn't listen to uh, to the shows that he's on. Mm-hmm. I think if you see him again at a conference, re- go, you know, make your in the magazine, not the podcast. <laughs> right. is my you know, you know, when, uh, when, when, you know, you're introduced at a speaking event or yes. whatever, I would say like this, what we just did was probably the best introduction Craig Rochelle has ever had. Yeah. <laughs> like easily yeah. Yeah. as a fellow servant in Christ army, Craig would be very excited. About <laughs> yeah. uh, without any further ado under Aslan's Paul, here is Craig Rochelle. <laughs> When I first uh, started looking at the new book, I think I was a bit surprised um, at the decision. So the book outlines, of course, these seven decisions that can change your life or will change your life. Um, I was a bit surprised at the decisions, and and I don't necessarily know why. I was trying to think about it this morning. I think I was thinking that it would be like, I don't know, the person you marry or whether or not to have kids or which career path to choose, you know, those kind of things. Instead, what you've presented is, you know, a series of 
I mean, I'm not even sure how you would describe them, but you know, it's stop, pause, stay, wait, uh, those kind of things. Can you talk a little bit about how, how you arrived at, at these decisions and kind of what, what your framework is for thinking about them? Sure. Yeah. You know, Aaron, it's interesting because as a pastor of a long time, uh, you know, one of the most commonly asked questions I get falls somewhere in the category of how do I know what I'm supposed to do? What is God's will for my life? You know, right. what, yeah. what do you think God wants me to do in this situation? And so it's so many people start with, the, you know, what am I supposed to do? And I think actually a bigger question might be who do, who am I supposed to be? Mm-hmm. And I, I would make an argument that God cares more about the who than the, the do. And so in the book, what I'm trying to do is really focus people more um, on becoming the person that that I believe you know Jesus would want us to become. And when we get the who right, the do will often follow. And so I tried to break, uh, you know, kind of approach it from a little different angle and look at the decisions would really help transform who we're becoming. And when we get the who right, I think it's easier to to choose the do. Um, But so often people start with the do and and overlook the who. So that really, that was kind of my behind the scenes goal in writing Mm -hmm. the book was to walk people in in a different direction and and hopefully um, hopefully the outcome might surprise them that it actually maybe helps more than they might think at, at first. Can you walk? Can you walk me through? Um, I guess the 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 fifty thousand foot view of the seven decisions. Like what? What? Sure. What? Where? You, what, what do you want people to to think? Or the, is the kind of the takeaway from from these decisions yeah. at a practical level? So, and that's that's the perfect way to ask it because I do want them to be very practical. Um, we talked about that the seven decisions are start, stop, stay, go, serve, connect, and trust. And if I, I'll just pick a couple of them to talk about briefly. Start, um, if you know where you want to be or if you believe you know, you know what God wants for you, what discipline do you need to start today that will help move you in that direction? And um, sometimes people, you know, if I meet them, they say, Craig, you look like you're a really disciplined person. And I always kind of laugh because I'm like, I am so undisciplined, it's scary. <laughs> what I have to do is I have to choose disciplines in my life to help me overcome you know, my tendency to wander and eat whatever I want and be lazy and sleep in and all that kind of stuff. And so what I've done is, is real simply one discipline a year has been my goal. I've done this for over 10 years. It's just to bring in one new discipline. Mm. It doesn't sound like hardly anything and it's really not, but over a decade, man, I have 10 significant disciplines. Some of them in well, give, give me an example of one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, give you a, I'll give you a few. You know, praying with my wife. I'm embarrassed to say as a pastor, we didn't do that every day. And she wanted to, and I didn't, because it took her like 20 minutes to get warmed up to praying. You know, like just, she prays forever. Well, <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous. And so one year, we started praying to, to, together every day. One year, I started journaling. It was a life changer. Just four or five sentences a day. One year, I started a... Um, uh, started decided to start every year with a um, with a 21 day fast. This last year, I started 
doing what I call daily declarations where I've basically taken scripture and put them into confessions about myself and it speaks to my doubts and my fears and I say I say those things every single morning before I start the day. And so yeah, I've got probably 12 or 13. Well, one of them is reading through the Bible cover to cover, um, front to back yearly because I felt mm-hmm. like I needed to be stronger in God's Word. And so those are real simple things. You know, they're, they're things that take three minutes a day, five minutes a day, 15 minutes a day that now are part of my life and it's it's helped transform who I am start. If you go through some of the decisions, connect is a big one. Um, the key line in, in that chapter is you may be one friendship away from changing the course of your destiny. One friendship away. And this is, I'm crazy passionate about this because, you know, we live in, we live in the time of kind of the illusion of intimacy with social media. We feel like we've got, you know, we're, we're close to people because we see glimpses into their lives and we, you know, but we tend to text, not talk. And so in that chapter, I'm really trying to help the readers say what, you know, what missing relationship, you know, what, what relationship could completely change your life? And I tell some real personal stories about how people, you know, I'm significantly different today because of the influence of, of special friends, of, of people in a real strong community of, you know, what I'm doing in, in the church as a result of a 75-year-old guy that had a, a real honest conversation with me that helped you know, I could be in a single location right now in two services instead of impacting a lot of people because of this this one 75-year-old man who, who took an interest in me and gave me gave me great advice. So um, seven simple decisions, divine direction, start, stop, stay, go, serve, connect, and trust. And if we um, take these small steps in the right direction, we can really, really get, a, we can cover some ground and end up, you know, years later going, wow, I had no idea. God had all this in store for me, and it started with faithful and small decisions. That was Craig Groeschel. Make sure to check out his new book, Divine Direction. It's out now. Your, cre- your credit line is perfect, but your loan has been denied. <laughs> <laughs> but your loan has been emphatically denied by this institution. Yeah. Yeah. I, sorry we can't uh, give a loan to Elohim's armor bearer. Sorry, El Shaddai's handmaiden. I was gonna die. Listening to Sylvanesso. This song is Die Young. It's my life motto. <laughs> Taylor Gray is an independent hip hop artist that I came across not too long ago. He's from Columbus, Ohio, and he's uh, actually a pastor at Veritas Community Church. But he and his brothers have been making music for a while. He was part of the uh, Elevationist with his brother Christian Gray, which some of you guys probably know. And he's done some solo releases. He started uh, releasing music back in 2015. 
He has a brand new album out called In the Way of Me. And uh, I, when I saw it, when I came across it, it, it grabbed me. It's phenomenal. It's great. It's not typically what you would expect from uh, Christian hip hop. And yeah. um, really impressed. So he's going to take us through a couple tracks on the new project. And without any further ado, here is Taylor Gray. This is what the world like Oh, wait a while, I guess you heard right Really, really, I'm just running the office I just found that you can curse and then you running for office I just found that you can curse and still say you a Christian I just found out that the Bible full of people who tripping I'm a grown man, now I just started living This a brand new way to see how people forgiving It goes, hey, put you on the radio, hey You can put your hands high, hey First song um, would be the first song, um, In Your Blood. In Your Blood was a risk for me because um, In Your Blood is, is essentially communicating that we all have the, the capacity to be the worst form of ourselves. Um, and and we, we don't often believe that. We often idealize who we are and, and present that idealistic picture to other people. But the worst form of ourselves is it exists with us. It's in our blood to be the worst version that anybody could ever see or judge. Um, so in the song, I'm, I'm kind of articulating what it looks like for me to just to just reach the end of myself and just tell everybody how I feel. Um, you know, just wrestling with not hiding it anymore. Like you know, everybody wants to hide it. I don't feel like hiding it. This is the limit. I'm here and you take it or leave it. Not only that, but you have that capacity too. Everybody has that capacity. The only way we can consider somebody fallen or to let us down is if we view them too highly in the first place. So I wanted to get that out of the way first. Welcome to my nightmares and the night terrors Before I leave my life bare Before the bright cherubims I'm right there with the backsliders Backbiters Gas and watching me catch fire That backfire I cook these verses in cast iron My crooked motives and shackles I look just like all these jackals I feel like ripping this mask off And you just might want back up Like stand clear uh, Every single time I'm That's what I would say is moral tower um, Moral tower is, is a, is a place on words uh, I, I stayed in a in a dorm called moral tower m-o-r-r-i-l-l tower um at um, ohio state and so the song is essentially just opening up the reality of my freshman year in college which is a, a very formative year for me um, i think i've kind of reached the depth of exploring sin and in my own freedom from um legalistic expectation at home um so when i got to college i said hey i don't have, i'm not living with my parents anymore i don't have to go home and not curse and then curse at school and you know i can just be everything that i want to be here and just explore that freedom so the song is is just it's just showing what that looks like it's literally giving a picture of the person that uh, christ needed to save and in unapologetically talking about you know the highs and lows of that like like 13th grade 13th grade my roommate was nice with them clippers in the fade 
Just all black student floor learning about the slaves The past and the current ones who couldn't make the grades See them black girls walking around in head wraps Late night, leaving with the athletes and frats on a date night It's Lil Flip bumping from the room when it's cracking And when it's time to study, all you heard was Michael Jackson It's excellence and poverty, all in close quarters The failures and successes sleeping in the same borders It's hustlers and scholars turning calculus to dollars Selling snakes, weed and sneakers while they talking to their mamas I'ma get it <laughs> By any means take it from you In the institution where their enemies will take it from you The next one would be um, Solomon's Porch um, Solomon's Porch is, is essentially kind of just a social landscape Just looking into um, various capacities of, of social conversation that we're struggling with uh, Whether it be the, the, the racial divide um, the presidential election um cultural conformity um things like that specifically as it relates to the racial divide um there's just been so much anger and unrest which i don't think necessarily is it's wrong to project and display anger but what's been difficult about processing that is is that it doesn't seem like we 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 know how to move on from anger um or or we don't we don't properly understand what it looks like to assess the damage after we've laid waste to everyone with our angry opinions. So, you know, if I'm a black man and I say, hey, white audience, I want you to hear how angry I am. I'm just going to tell you, and I'm a Christian. And so you as a, as a white brother, listen to me, and then I, I severely hurt you, or I just say everything that could pierce you to the core. What does it look like to repair that relationship or even move forward together in unity? Um, so, so if I say no justice, no peace, then I'm, I'm communicating an ultimatum, which to me is, is not a, a, um, a healthy expression of grace, um, because we, we don't, <laughs> we don't get that kind of ultimatum where we just have no hope. It's like it's back to segregation. And four years ago, we was chasing Joseph Coney, but the people making movies really made off with the money. And I ain't never met John Calvin. But I don't need to to fight for equal housing. Yeah, is that indictment or a rumor? The cancer or the tumor? The generation turning from the voice of baby boomers. It's like being sober, so painful that Christians taking shots from the cooler. You can find me in my own way. And then lastly is Most High. Most High is just a um, it's just a blatant expression of worship in in poetry and uh, rhyming rap. Um, but specifically a, a, a vertical expression of um, what I, I thought I used to be in terms of um, I was a stronger Christian way back when all of these life circumstances didn't happen and I just came to Christ and there was a lot of joy, a lot of zeal and I'm doing all these things. And then it seems like as the apathy and the drama and the weight of life kind of set in, um, it seems like I'm not as as, as um, joyful um, or as strong as I used to be. But as the song progresses, I realize that I'm right where I need to be, um, that I know more about Christ in the midst of all the things that I have, have had to endure, um, that the expression is just as authentic, not just about nostalgia or remembering what once was, about moving forward and, and celebrating what is and what's and what is to come. See, I was dry bones and now I can't die. See, I was dry bones and now I can't die. See, I was dry bones and now I can't die. See, I was dry bones and now I can't die. See, I was dry bones and now I can't die. See, I was dry bones and now I can't die. See, I was dry bones and now
I can't die. It's important that we close to him. Yeah. It's important that we close to him. Yeah. It's important that we close to him. Yeah. It's important that we close to him. This is how we live. This is how we move. This is how we breathe. Everything is true. This is how we live. This is how we move. This is how we breathe. That was Taylor Gray. Make sure to check out In the Way of Me. It's out now. to Yoke Lore. The song is World Wings. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Now, uh, Eddie, you weren't here last week. No, I was not here. And Rob, or Rob, or neither, obviously. Um, I, was not, I was not here. You were not here. Uh, last week, we had uh, a, a unique mix of people. Aaron joined us because we went to South by Southwest, and we wanted Aaron to come on to kind of recap South mm-hmm. by. And, uh, and then we had a special guest cast member like Rob this week, Propaganda, hip-hop artist. And yes. uh, Propaganda was on the show last week. And... Um, <laughs> it was it was fun. We've been friends with Prop for a while, and uh, he's you know usually when he's brought on to do interviews or even speak, he has to talk about like serious issues. You know, like he's brought on as an expert about yeah, like race rap. and the church, and you know, like you know justice issues and all that stuff. And he was like, he's he had been texting me for a long time, just like. He listened to the show and he's like, "Man, I just want to come on and just like joke around." And I was like, "Yeah, I was like, I know you're a funny, dude. Like, yeah, but the wait. public doesn't know that. Right? Let's wait till Eddie's gone. Yeah. And well, well we didn't know, you know, yeah, oil no. and water. You know, we just didn't want to. <laughs> right. It's kind of lion and, and the warden. We just didn't want to. I feel like propaganda and I would be friends. Oh, like, you do. Mm-hmm, what good. would you have in common with propaganda? Mm-hmm. What would you have in common with propaganda? What What would your friendship oh, be based on? I would say rap. Mostly our ability to rap. Both your dads are Black Panthers. Uh huh. Sure. <laughs> um, I didn't, that was just so funny when you're like, "Oh, did you have a con- rap? <laughs> rap things." <laughs> I wear shoes. So, also. so how's your rap been recently? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. how's the how's yeah, the rap working out for you? Rapping, rapping. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah maybe we need to help Eddie out so like okay so if he was if he was to meet Prop uh, Prop's in town this weekend actually he's gonna be oh, here oh Wrestlemania he loves it <laughs> he's for a totally different reason he's in town uh, but he's staying with me as well so if we were to go get coffee what would be an icebreaker tip for Eddie Jesse what would be a, a icebreaker tip for Eddie to like strike up a friendship with Prop easily 
easily challenge him to a rap battle right yeah, away. Right, right away. My <laughs> name is Eddie, and I'm here to say, Eddie, you take it from there. You and Pop will be fast friends. <laughs> right, we'll go back and but, forth. So you're saying it's almost like a dominance thing, like in, when you get into a new jail, you got to establish exactly. your nope. street. Nope. You got to nope, go nope, to nope, the, the, nope, the, the, nope. Mean, the the best <laughs> no, one there and take it, him down. And Eddie, that's what obviously you have to do a prop. I'm sure he'll respect Take down the king. That. Especially, I think you just need to sing the, I think you need to look Prop right in the eye and sing the lyrics to I Don't Want Your Sex For Now as fast. <laughs> As you can right. show them how never break out. eye contact. <laughs> I think you're. I think you're open to quotes. mention that you know uh, a member of DC Talk. Yeah, generally, like it's true. Like we have a lot of rap in common, right? I'm, I'm, I'm a good friend. <laughs> Yeah. With the singing guy from the rap group from DC Talk, you've heard of them. You remember them? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like, like, can we, speaking of, uh, speaking of that, a little off topic, but not much. Can we talk about how the song "I Love Rap Music" by DC Talk was not a rap song? <laughs> right, that, it was. That bothers me. Ever, I think about that once a month. How they wrote a song called "I Love Rap Music" that was not rap. Right. Sorry, that was just. You don't need to be sorry. About, it's a great point. It is, I was it speaking is from the heart. Point. Yeah, you were coming from a real place, Rob, and you don't need to apologize for that. We want to hear what the Lord's doing in you. So thanks. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I feel like you were finally able to get that off your chest. I feel like you've been bottling that up for a while, Rob. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, so I, I mentioned the prop thing because that's what happened last week. And, and you know, this is our feedback segment. It's our time that we talk about <laughs> last week's question of the week and, and, uh, and all that. And most of the feedback this week was about props... Uh, yeah, how great he was. Presence on the show. No. He was, he was really great. I like to point out that I said the quote, I'd love to meet Prop. I, I would have loved to have been on with him. And somehow you guys took it to a jailhouse dominance situation. I'm like, no, I just want to. You just no, want to no, meet no. the guy. He's a nice guy. No, I just no. know when I, I when I meet other males, it automatically goes to a jailhouse <laughs> right. dominance situation. I don't know why you're weird and it doesn't go there, but right. that's your problem, not mine. <laughs> right. It's like the sharks and the jets and like we tie our hands together with a handkerchief. If we and learned like, anything yeah. from WrestleMania 7, yes. it, is, it is about a surprise dominance situation. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, go, I go for the handshake and suddenly you're in some kind of weird crap leg lock thing. That's right. That's <laughs> my favorite thing they do in wrestling is when they'll, uh, they'll hit someone and knock them over and the guy will clearly not be knocked out but they'll turn their back to him and yeah. celebrate to the crowd for a good 45 <laughs> seconds yeah. while the other guy is regaining his composure. And uh, that's that's bad advice for a fight. You'd think they'd learn their lesson by now. Right. Yeah. yeah, it yeah. literally happens every single I mean, time, athletes, multiple times a match. Athletes watch game film. You know, they yeah. they can see and they learn from yeah. previous patterns. Uh, apparently, wrestlers don't watch game film. Also, yeah. I feel like at some point uh, they'd realize these referees are doing a terrible job, and you'd hire someone that doesn't get knocked out when for two minutes when they get bumped into. <laughs> or I, I think uh, the other thing I haven't even watched a lot of wrestling, but I have observed this: v- professional wrestling referees are very, very easily distracted by things outside the ring. Like I feel like that happens once a match too. It, it, your job is to call this match, and you're just Chad Nels. No, get your life together. Yeah. Get your life yeah. together. That, that your your job is to call this match, and that guy literally broke off a piece of the table and almost stabbed the other dude with it. I'm pretty sure that's not legal. Watch I'm, what's happening I'm here. I'm going to be honest. I'm starting to think it's not real. <laughs> don't, don't you dare. Um, what are you in prop doing? Are you going to the soccer game? Uh, no, on Saturday night, uh, the first, uh, to write love on our arms. That great uh, oh, organization right. is the, 
uh, Jeremy yeah. Tchaikovsky has been on the light. show. Yeah. They're doing the Heavy and Light event. Cool. It's the Lone Bellow, uh, Zach Williams, uh, Switchfoot, uh, Propaganda's doing some spoken word stuff. It'll be a House of Blues, cool. and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good night for a good cause. That's awesome. Yeah, I've heard that's great. Um, okay, well, last week's question of the week was uh, we got talking about you know ridiculous Discovery Channel shows with like uh, Moonshiners and even Shark Week and all these other ones that are just like. Totally. I mean, there's no way this is in any way, shape, or form reality or it's just totally fake. Anyway, it's like wrestling. And so, wow. Sorry, Rob. We we got talking about that and uh, we asked you. We have you on and then we insult your family. I really apologize. (laughs) We asked you uh, for your pitch. What's your pitch for maybe future Discovery Channel uh, reality series? Uh, So, you guys went over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. You also hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. Here's a few of our favorites. Doug said, Discovery Show idea, circus performers trying to find new careers now that the circus is closing up for good. I would totally watch that. I would that. totally watch that. Yeah, right. 100% I would watch that. If you're a lion, if you are if you spent your career as a professional lion tamer, where are you going from here? I mean, <laughs> it seems like it's a relatively limited job market for people whose main job is to brandish a bullwhip in an old chair and push back lions. But, you know, they got to work, too. I heard they're looking for a new park ranger in Africa. That's know, right. Tame some lions. That's true. That's true. I, I, I That is true. I mean, their resumes would be weird. It's not that they can't acquire or other skill sets or do other jobs. It's just when you apply for those other jobs, your resume would would be a little odd, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't... I, uh, listen, I don't know Microsoft Office that well, but mm-hmm. but I can literally pull a beach ball out of an open lion's mouth. So <laughs> I don't know if you guys need that in the break room. In the break room. Yeah. yeah. I would watch that. That's a good pitch. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Josh said uh, that uh, a show that follows uh, carnivals, real carnies of America. If I know anything about car- carnies, uh, that show would be a hard NC-17. They are <laughs> terrible people. That's true. You can show that's on even on HBO. That's like pay per view. If, if you're showing that. <laughs> They'd have to reenact it uh, in like a sanitized version, you know, kind of like yeah, Moonshiners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of like pixelated, weird bleeping and stuff. You can't even, you know, things happening in the shadows. You can't even mention it on TV. I would watch it though. Oh, I'd watch Carney reality show absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, uh, here's okay. Uh, so, uh, a show about a group of rebels traveling to public pools around the country. Here's what they do: they find the shallow section of a pool with no diving in the shallow end signs. Then they make eye contact with the lifeguards <laughs> one by one around the pool, and then some do awesome, super dangerous dives. And that's it. They just do that at pools around the country. Again, I would watch that show, but I think it'd be more interesting if the people diving in the shallow end while uh, antagonizing the lifeguards were out of work carnies. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there, too. There I think go. it would be way cooler if Radioactive by Imagine Dragons started playing right before they did it each time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waking. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can see that. Well, there's there's more, and uh, if you want to join in on the conversation, check out the uh, podcast episode page on the on the website. Okay, it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Well, you know, obviously on the show, it's come up a few times. Not the wrestling thing. I mean, that's come up a few times, but not George Zimmerman. But but <laughs> no, I think that's a. I think George is probably a one off. Yeah, but yeah. the but the DC talk song. I don't want your sex for now. 
Uh, and and and, and yeah. it, it just got us thinking about peculiar lines in Christian music over the years. <laughs> I like the idea that they are in the studio and they're just about to rap on the song and just wait, wait literally it. rap on the song like, or, like or finish the song. They're done on it. And there's somebody just breaks down the door and they're like, we have to say for now. <laughs> yeah, because one day, <laughs> because I've been yeah. thinking about it, and I, I actually do. Yeah, but God, just, God likes sex. Uh, uh, just, no. just say not, <laughs> right, not right now. Yeah, just like at some point. So, so is your, you're picturing there's like a producer in there, like the, he's like the Christopher Walken cowboy guys. Guys, you're gonna want that for now on there. Trust yeah. me. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. You're gonna add that. I for know now. you're only college kids mm, now. Yeah, but, you don't, yeah. you don't know what you're talking about. But at some point. This is going to matter. You're going to regret this song. Um, so it just got us thinking about kind of funny or peculiar or, or like maybe, you know, songs from your childhood growing up that you always like, that's weird. I don't know why that line is in there. Like uh, I think of a couple months ago, we were talking about that putting on the Ritz line mm-hmm. from yeah. God. Our, your, our God is an awesome God. It's like, what in the yeah. world? Yeah. He, he ain't just putting on he the ain't Ritz. Just putting that's on what the Ritz. we need to know. Yeah. Yeah. And El Shaddai. What they, language is that in? And what does it mean? No he, one knows. <laughs> <laughs> He, okay, the other one that I always thought was weird, <laughs> I remember I, when I was a kid, I was given a Newsboys CD. You guys are familiar with the Newsboys. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm assuming. And they have the song Breakfast in Hell. Oh, the yeah. premise oh, of that yeah. song is so yeah, freaking yeah. messed up and dark. Like, it's, it's sung to people who are presumably going to burn for eternity, but the downside is uh, Captain Crunch has waved farewell because they don't serve breakfast where you're going. In hell. Like, how messed up is that for an idea for a song? <laughs> like, hey, join our religion because not only are you going to burn in hell forever, they don't even serve good cereal. <laughs> this is a hilarious pop song. How whimsical. <laughs> Is uh is is Captain Crunch and Hell getting swept away in the lake of fire in this scenario? Right. <laughs> oh right, that's why they don't have it. Right? Do they just? It, does he just visit every morning to give people breakfast, but not anymore? Right. That's yeah. a great question. Yeah, no, but in, in the song, he's literally waving for he's waving farewell. So do you enter the gates of hell? I'm like, what did I do? My no, I'm sorry. Right. And then you look over, and Captain Crunch is like, me too. Right. And he goes down in the burning flames. I shouldn't have cut the roof of your mouth. I'm sorry. Yeah, because you know Count Chocula's Count Chocula's in hell, which is fine. You understand that, right? He's the sexy devil, right? Count Chocula's instead of uh, instead of oops. All berries. It's oops. A complete separation from the love of God. <laughs> exactly. I, I always. I there's a song that played on there when I was in at a Christian college. They only had a limited you know channel selection on the TVs, oh, and there was a Christian channel at the time called ZTV, not, oh, not yeah. MTV, oh, yeah. but ZTV. Yeah, and uh, they only had about seven music videos in rotation. Uh, one of them was uh, PFR's Goldie's Last Day. <laughs> and I thought, it was just a whole song, a whole Christian song about their dying dog. And I just thought, what is Christian music about this? And it was like their hit single with a video. Like I just not, yeah. it's just random. Like what qualifies this as Christian music? And that was the genesis of Relevant Magazine. Honestly, it was like one of those things of like, this is bizarre that this content is somehow deemed Christian, but it's just people singing about their dead dog. Yeah. I mean, it's not, okay. it's not okay. Christian about this. 
there's something about Goldie's last day that I don't know if a lot of people know about. I actually wrote about this on the site along. I've written a lot of weird listicles for the website, yes, by the way, yeah. if, if anything else should be noted. Yeah. That uh, in the video for Goldie's last day, at one point, the band members are seen, seen digging a shallow grave for Goldie. This is There's also a very sinister line. Because, okay, for people that haven't heard the song, the, the it's a tribute to their dead, beloved dog, right? That's the it's whole kind of an old Yeller situation. Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or, but but here, yeah. here's this is an actual line from the song. We are confident this incident was not an accident, as per our investigation. Goldie was murdered in this song, and no one recognizes that man. Like they wrote a song about not a dead dog, a murdered yeah. dog. And and to make the conspiracy even deeper, in the video when they're digging the shallow grave, you can catch a fleeting glimpse of President James Polk down there. It's, yeah. uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's bizarre. We don't know. It goes deep. It's, I think, the Illuminati. It was grave yeah. number three. Yeah, this is... It's, it's, they're, they're on to something so, very So the dark question here. of the week is, yeah. we want to know your favorite weird line or thing that always made you go, huh? From Christian music. Uh, your favorite odd line in Christian music. So you can tweet us at Relevant Podcast or you can post yours at on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. I always liked on, uh, you know, you know, the song Christmas Shoes, the oh, new yes, song. That's a great one. Uh, great one. And, and Pat Oswald actually has a whole bit about it now. But I, I, <laughs> I was I was on the, the Christmas Shoes train way before him. Right. Uh, my favorite part of that song is when you know the story, right? When uh, the kid is trying to buy shoes for his mom to cure cancer or whatever. And because she wants he wants like nice shoes for her funeral. And uh there's a part where the kid puts the shoes up on the counter. He explains the story of what's happening. And then he starts count, counting out pennies to pay for the shoes. And the clerk goes, nope, not enough here. Hit the road, kid. And he, and he, and he won't sell. He's like a few cents short. Right. And this guy's like, nope, not today. Not coming out of my check. That, and that he won't sell him the shoes. Yeah, that's the actual devil. Like that person is the devil. Yeah. That's why that's why I don't go to Payless anymore. I'm assuming it was Payless. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm assuming it was Payless, and that's yeah. why I boycotted Payless. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, also, I also really like in Addicted to Jesus at the beginning, uh, the infamous DC Talk and Carmen collaboration, when uh, Carmen's like, yo, guys, let me, let me take you to school. And he starts doing the worst beat of all time. And he goes, <laughs> give me a J. And immediately, you know where he's going to go with this. But they're like, OK, all right, here's your J. And then he was like, give me an E. At this point. We all know, right. like this is gonna. He, he's going Jesus, right? Uh, and they're like, <laughs> yeah. okay, all right, all right, feeling this. And then he, and they're still not clear on on what he's jewelry. Maybe is this yeah. a song about jewelry? <laughs> right. And he goes, <laughs> and Carmen, and Carmen picks up on this, and he's like, I, I got to skip ahead. This song's gonna be three minutes of me just spelling this one word. And so he goes. Give me an S U S, and they're like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." Oh, I see where he's going with this. Yeah. I got this. I got this. Uh, I I always thought I was so weird as a kid that he had to spell it out so much for Kevin, Toby, and uh, 
the other guy. Michael. <laughs> Michael, Michael <laughs> take the other guy. Michael. <laughs> Just listen. Yo, what up, fellas? Yo, what up, fellas? See my homie. Have you heard? All right, pause it real quick, Cameron. By the way, we are 25 seconds. We are 25 seconds into the song at this point. This is a lot like what it's going to be like when I meet Prop. Yeah, I was going to say this is this is the scene in in 30 Rock where Steve Buscemi goes undercover at the high school and he's like in the bathroom. Hello, fellow kids. Hello, fellas. What's up, homies? Also, he comes up immediately to them and he goes, hey, have you heard A to J? Well, no, Carmen, because it hasn't even been recorded yet. You're getting ready to record the song right now. It doesn't exist. <laughs> I heard about my ABC. A to J. Come on, J. I heard an A. As in, are you A to J? That sounds like a Kim. Let me take you to school. By the way, this is 1993, so uh, the MC Hammer, uh, uh, the Hammer, uh, uh, too legit to quit, too, and they did like the yeah. hand signals. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it was all yeah. the rage. The kids were yeah. all into the, the really, acronyms yeah, and stuff. Yeah, it was really cool. Ni- yeah. 1993, a lot of people renounced the faith that year. Give me an and now uh, Rhythm Nation just started. Janet uh, Jackson comes out. My goodness. Oh, Christian music. So, yeah, tell us wow. your uh, your favorite odd line or Kevin moment. Kevin still sounded good in that song, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it sounded yeah. perfect. Yeah, it was great. There's some good. really bad improv in there. Really bad improv. <laughs> really, really, really bad. <laughs> he goes, A to J, what is, that sounds like a chemical, like H2O. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, hear that? The director what... is behind the camera just nodding, going, nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. It's gold, Kevin, gold. <laughs> These Gen Xers aren't going to know what hit him. This is the same album uh, where Carmen sings Satan Bite the Dust. Uh, Great. Which starts with that. So. That is an incredibly violent song about Carmen shooting and murdering all these demons. Like like back in those days, we weren't just like, hey man, uh, I'm going to pray for you and hope this spiritual attack goes away. It's like, no, no, no. I'm going to put a gun to this demon's head and execute it in the street. <laughs> yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm literally going to shoot this demon point blank. <laughs> Rob, would this face. be your wrestling entrance music? Uh, my wrestling entrance music would be Fancy by Reba McIntyre. Right. It's the most whimsical song about selling children into sex trafficking. Uh, it's yeah. just like, uh, yeah, yeah, my mom was having a hard time, yeah. so she sold. I'm like, Reba, Reba, this is a problem. Don't yeah. brag about this. This yeah. was a crime. Here's your one chance, Fancy. Don't let me down. It's, yeah. Definitely let me down. Like, go be a kid. Uh, oh, <laughs> goodness. Wow, that's terrible. <laughs> it, go read the lyrics to Fancy. It gosh. is horrific. The uh, gosh, I'm glad I the, asked the, that question. The, <laughs> Carmen was Carmen was uh, into the you know bucking the demons in the head because uh, the same era that this was when the Gospel Gangsters was coming out mm-hmm. and, and oh, they yeah. and they were and, doing kind of like gang you know rap. Uh, hardcore gangster rap about, and but T-bone. it wasn't, yeah, and T Bone, but it was about, yeah, yeah, bucking the demons in the grill. And it was always like, you're, you're doing the guns and the violence, but just against demons. 
and that was sure. Christian hip hop back then. Yeah. That's that yeah. was like everything I listened to in the early nineties. Oh yeah, T Bone and Gospel Gangsters, man. Oh, I get that. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, well, hit us up. Uh, that, oh, this is gonna be a fun one next week. Uh, on that note, uh, we'll wrap things up. Many thanks to our guests for joining us. Uh, Craig Groeschel's new book is called Divine Direction, and it's out now. Go check it out. And Taylor Gray, uh, make sure to go check out his uh, new project. It's independent. Support independent artists, y'all. Uh, it's called In the Way of Me. You can find it on iTunes or wherever music sold. Many thanks to our show sponsors for making this episode possible. Uh, Squarespace, remember, you can go and start your free trial today at squarespace.com. And then when you decide to sign up for Squarespace, enter offer code RELEVANT to get 10% off your first purchase. Also, Movement Watches. Go to mvmtwatches.com slash relevant to get 15% off today. You'll love their watches. They're fantastic. Yes, you, you would. Just Google them, Rob. You'll figure out why they're awesome. <laughs> Just Google okay. them. We're not going to give you one. Sorry, pal. <laughs> type, it in, type it into Twitter yeah. in the search bar. <laughs> hey, does any, <laughs> just ask Twitter about Movement so, Watches. Somebody send yeah. me a picture of Movement Watches, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> While you're on the internet, check out the new RelevantMagazine.com. It's, it's, uh, every week, we're improving it and evolving it. Um, it. It actually looks different today than it did last week. And while you're there, subscribe to the magazine. The all-new, redesigned, higher-quality, bigger and, and better in every way relevant is out now. Uh, Martin Scorsese is on the cover and uh, we're about to send the next issue to the printer. Actually, today mm-hmm. uh, we start that process and it is, it's exciting. It's, it's a very good issue. So subscribe today. There you go. Yes. Okay, well, dude, Rob, thanks for joining us, man. This is a lot of yeah, fun, man. Thank you. I now have uh, a new email signature thanks to you guys. It's uh, Yahweh or the highway. So I One more for the end. <laughs> you, your loan is denied, sir. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually docking your credit score for that. <laughs> I didn't know bankers could do that. Oh, man. This is a lot of fun. Thanks, All right. Rob. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Eddie Koffeltz. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. And I'm Rob Fee. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Connect with us on Twitter, at Relevant Podcast, and get bonus material from this episode and more at the podcast section on relevantmagazine.com. And don't forget to check the magazine out. It's available on newsstands and at the iTunes App Store, or you can subscribe online at relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe. I shouldn't have cut the roof of your mouth. I'm sorry. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.